Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Now here's one thing I want you to know too. Not everybody will rejoice with your testimony. Not everybody will rejoice in the fact that you believe in Jesus. No, they won't. But the Lord will use the light of your testimony to reveal the darkness that's present in the place where you are. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Bible study adventure right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to hear these Bible studies and to get into the rich Word of God. As you know, these are definitely the last days and Jesus is soon to come. So it's more important now than ever for, for us to know the Word of God and to experience His presence, experience His power. It's more important for us now more than ever to do that. And so this is why we're in Bible study, to learn His Word, to know of Him. And the more we learn of His Word, the more we spend time with Christ, spend time with God. The more we do that, the more we become like Him. And the more we become like Him, the more victorious we are over the things that are in this world. The Bible declares that we are overcomers through Him that loves us. The Father has made us overcomers. Who is overcomers? Those who believe in Jesus. So as you believe in Him, stay in His Word. And I'm telling you, uh, the Father is keeping us in these dangerous times. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled uh, The Miracle Man. Jesus is the Miracle Man. And this is part number 11 in that series. We're going to conclude here, or at least <laughs> we're going to conclude uh, John the ninth chapter talking about this miracle. Um, Jesus heals this man that was born blind. And for the last couple of weeks, we, we're, we've spoken from the subtitle of Out of Weakness. So today we're going to really, we're going to still be there and, and out of weakness, but I want to give it another subtitle. And this would be the fallout, really, because this is the fallout uh, or the results of what has happened after uh, this, after, after Jesus heals this man that was born blind. Now, this is just phenomenal. So thank you for being uh, with me in this journey. All right. So let's go back to John 9. And let's go ahead and start back in verse number 11, then we'll go a little bit further. Verse 11, of course, this is uh, the young man giving the account of how Jesus healed him. And it says here, and he answered and said, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, go uh, to the pool of Siloam and, and wash. And he went and washed and Rather, and I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to they brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind, and it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Verse fifteen, and rather verse fifteen. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how how he had received his sight. He said unto him, rather, he said unto them, he put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed, and do see. 
Therefore, said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. Stop right there for a few moments. Remember last time we talked about this Sabbath day and how it was to honor, God created it to honor him, to honor the things that he had done. It's a day of rest, a day of reflecting on the goodness of God. And what other way, uh, what other better way can there be in reflecting on the goodness of God than seeing the work of God? This was the work of God. The, the father had healed this young man through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this man now that was born blind can now see and everybody sees this work of God and should be rejoicing and reflecting upon him. And this should be a day of great joy in the entire community. But instead, it is one of great controversy. Why? Because the religious leaders of this day want to maintain control of the people. Now, we've already read, and it's also in this text of Scripture, how the Pharisees, the religious leaders, say to people, if you say that Jesus is Christ, if you believe and if you say or confess Confess that you believe in Jesus. We're going to put you out of this synagogue. We're going to put you out. They were trying to maintain religious, a, a control over the people through religious means. And so this is wonderful because look what the Lord says here. Look at what uh, happens here after the Lord sends this man um, to, to be examined by the Pharisees and Sadducees and, you know, the religious crowd here. Notice the results of this in verse number 16. It says again, Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, talking about Jesus, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And look at the very last part. And there was a division among them. The, Jesus said that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. It can't stand. So, this was when the Lord sent this man to be examined. Really, he sent him because remember the, the word uh, Salome, the Lord told him to go wash in the pool of Salome. And that word Salome being interpreted means sent. Go back and watch, watch. And he's sending him in. Now, it's interesting to note as well that during this entire uh, discourse, Jesus is not present. Who's present? The man that was formerly, uh, formerly blind, he can see now. Uh, he has the work of God in manifestation in his life. And there are also the religious leaders that are accusing him, that are accusing Christ. They're trying to say that Jesus is not the Christ. Jesus is not the Son of God. They're saying, don't believe in him. And that's what they tell me the entire church, the entire synagogue, don't believe in him. But here comes this man who has the work of God, who has the evidence, the proof that Jesus really is who he claims to be. And there's a controversy and division because of him, because of his testimony, there's a division here. And this um, religious control is beginning to crack and break and shatter. That's what verse uh, 16 says. There was a division among them. Now, remember, Jesus did not come to destroy the law or do away with the law. He came to fulfill it. And this was a thing. The religious leaders here were using the law 
to their own end to control the people. Uh, They told the people, of course, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. That is what the word says. But they only gave people the letter, but not the spirit. Jesus comes on the scene and he says, you've heard, you've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I tell you, whosoever looks upon a woman to lust after her have already committed adultery with her in his heart. He goes to the spirit of the matter, the truth of it. Man may be able to do the letter for a little while, but it takes God to help you keep the spirit of the law. Isn't that awesome? The spirit of it. And Jesus came not to, not to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. And the whole law is, is fulfilled or was fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And then he gave us uh, two laws. He said, you're going to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and you're going to love your neighbor as you love yourself because all the commands are summed up in love. If I love you, I'm not going to sleep with your wife. If, if I love you, I'm not going to kill you and all these other things that's there. No, I'm not going to do that. So Jesus comes to uh, disrupt that religious control and religious system. And he also uses this man, this blind man, this formerly blind man, uh, he uses this testimony to show the people who their religious leaders really are. Now understand this again. This man was formerly blind. This should have been a time of rejoicing. Everybody should have been joyful over what God had done. This was a work of God in their midst. But instead, this work of God, this man's testimony has revealed the darkness that was in these leaders. Reveal the darkness. Now, here's one thing I want you to know, too. Not everybody will rejoice with your testimony. Not everybody will rejoice in the fact that you believe in Jesus. No, they won't. But the Lord will use the light of your testimony to reveal the darkness that's present in the place where you are. Let me say that again. He'll use the light of your testimony to reveal the levels of darkness where you are. That's exactly what happened here. Again, Jesus was not involved in this conversation, but he was definitely the topic of this conversation. Let me show you a few other things too, before we go on a little bit further and our time is about gone today. Oh my goodness. Look at uh, Matthew 15 chapter, Matthew 15, because Jesus also makes another indictment, uh, we can say against the religious leaders of this time. Listen to this, Matthew 15, verse 7 through 9. And it says, ye hypocrites, the Lord said. He says, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Look at verse number nine. But in vain, the Lord says, in vain, they do worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. Wow. Isn't that something? So they heard they had the word of God, but they put their laws, their commands above the word of God. They say, yes, this this is what God says. Yes, yes, yes. But this is what we say. And you follow what we say. That was the problem. Even on the Sabbath day there. They knew what God said, but they kept their traditions above the word of God. 
And this is one thing that the Lord Jesus came to uh, came to unravel in that culture, in that culture, because, again, these leaders were trying to lead the people through fear. And the Pharisees, I'm telling you, they had a right to the people had a right to be fearful of them. Why? Because they would they could stone them. They could cast them out of their synagogue. They could cast them out of the society. What they said goes. But they were meant to be. Uh, they were meant to be examples of God the Father. They were meant to have his character, his love, his nature. But instead, that was not the case. So when Jesus came with the love of the Father, illustrating and demonstrating who God really was, they didn't want that. They didn't want God. They wanted their system of control. And that, that's something, isn't it? Now look at this. Let's go on a little bit further today. Let's go on back to verse number 17. And it says, they say unto the blind man again, what says thou of him that he hath opened thine eyes? He said, he is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. They didn't believe he was the, they didn't really believe in this miracle. No, 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 you weren't blind. But they did believe after they heard the parents of the young man, verse 19. And they asked him saying, is this your son who ye say was born blind? How then doeth he now see? His parents answered, his parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind but by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. Verse 22, these words spake his parents because, here's the big word, because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already, rather for the Jews had agreed already, that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents, therefore, said his parents, he is of age. Ask him. Isn't that something? Wow. So they're ruling the people by fear. If you confess that Jesus is Christ, we're going to excommunicate you. You got to get out of here. We're no longer going to associate with you. Why? Because Jesus was there bringing the truth and bringing light. And they were trying to keep the people under fear, under bondage, and under control. Wow. It's the same thing that happened to the man at the pool of Bethesda, wasn't it? When he got up and started walking with his mat, this man that was there for 38 years, the moment he got up and began to walk, there was, it seemed to be almost immediately, there was a Pharisee there, there was a religious leader there that told him, that confronted him, why are you carrying your bed? This is the Sabbath day. Why are you doing this? This should have been a time of great rejoicing. This was definitely a work of God. Someone that they had seen for 38 years that could not walk, that was not productive in society. Now, this is a work of God. Shouldn't that have been a time of rejoicing? It should have been. But because they wanted to control, 
They told that man, hey, this is wrong. This cannot be of God. Why? Because God does not fit in our system. His light does not fit in our darkness, does not fit in our control. Let this be a witness to you. If you're part of any type of organization that you feel fear in the leadership, uh, you feel uh, controlled in the leadership, you have the word of God. Yes, they go by the word of God. They, you, they may read the Bible, but there's always this unwritten word, this unwritten saying, but this is how we do it over here. Yeah, we know what the Bible says, but this is how we're going to do it. Watch out for that. Watch out for that. That sounds like a trap and it sounds like a snare. Jesus has come to break all of that up and bring the light and the truth of God there. Let's go on a little bit further. And it says here in verse number 24, then again called they the, the, the blind, rather, then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. <laughs> what are they doing here? They're trying to give this man an out. Hey, there's an opportunity for you to get back and get fellowship with us. Just agree with us. Just say Jesus is a sinner. Jesus is not of God, right? Give God the praise. You want to be with us? You want to be in our group? Just renounce Christ. Yeah, just renounce him. That's all you got to do. And you get back in our group. You get back in our favor. So they're throwing him a, an olive branch, right? Hey, have peace with us. Just deny Christ. Look at verse 25. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him again, what did he, what did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore, would ye hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? Then they railed, then they uh, reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. You see that? We don't identify with Jesus, but we will identify with the law. Remember, the law came by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And really, if they were true followers of Moses, if they were truly followers of Moses, they would have identified Christ and followed after him. Hmm? But they were, they were something else. They were pretenders. As Jesus said, they were hypocrites. Let's go on a little bit further. Verse 29, we know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, why herein is a, is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is. And yet he had opened mine eyes. You guys are supposed to be the religious leaders. You're supposed to be in touch with God. And yet you don't understand or you don't know him. Isn't that strange? He was saying, you know, see this back and forth that's going on. Look at verse 31. Now ye know, now rather, now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Now stop there first, there for a second. This is, the, this is this man's testimony. He's saying here, now a lot of people taking this verse out of context. They said, you know, God doesn't hear the prayer of a sinner. 
Well, we know that's incorrect because if God didn't hear the prayer of a sinner, then none of us could be saved. We're all sinners saved by grace. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a former sinner saved by grace. Amen. So he's talking here in the context of working of miracles, working of miracles. If Jesus were this, if he were this big sinner you're talking about, he could not do these things. He's saying God does not hear the prayer to work miracles in the life of one that is a sinner, but he does hear the prayer of repentance from one who calls out to him. Let's look on a little bit further. Verse 32, since the world began, was it, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. See, he's defending Jesus in here, isn't he? He said, if this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, and this is where we're going to close out here. They answered and said unto him, thou, thou wast altogether born in sins, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. They said, you were born in sin. How are you going to teach us? Look at their stance. We are holy. We are men of God. How are you going to teach us? You were born in sin. And guess what? So were they. And they're going to die in their sins too because they believe not Jesus as Christ. They refuse to believe. They want to keep their system of control. They want to keep Jesus out so they can continue to control the people and, and uh, profit from the people. They want to keep everything and everybody under their control. They said, you were born in sin. You were too. But this man is justified by his faith. Let's look just a little bit further in verse number 35. Jesus heard that he had, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Doest thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Interesting to note, this is his first time actually seeing Jesus. Remember, the last time he encountered Jesus with his miracle, he was blind. Jesus made the uh, spittle of clay, right? He anointed his eyes and told him, go wash. And when he came back, Jesus wasn't there. He'd never seen Jesus up until this point, only heard his voice. Look, he says, he answered him, rather he answered, verse 36, he answered and said, who is he, who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. This man was truly converted right here. He believed in the Son of God on Jesus Christ. Let's go on down to verse 41. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world that they which see not might see, and they, and rather, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees, which were, which were with him, heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Look at verse 41. Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see. 
therefore your sin remaineth. What is that talking about? If you, if you were blind, that is, if you have, would have said, you know, I don't know my way in this life. I can't see. But you see Jesus as the light of Christ. You receive him as your Lord and Savior. Jesus gives you sight. But because of their spiritual pride, they refuse to acknowledge Jesus as Christ. They refuse to acknowledge him as the Son of God. Therefore, they were blind. Blind. They blinded themselves to the truth of God. They blinded themselves. Therefore, they had to sin. They rejected Christ, and therefore they remained in their sin. Wow. Well, we've done it. We're here at verse 41. We've done it. Praise Jesus. <laughs> and I hope that you were uh, blessed by today's message, by today's message. So we're going to go further into this series on next week, talking about another miracle that Jesus performed, and it's going to be awesome. Don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. Is there you can find today's message and the entire series. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. I'm praying with you and we will see you on the next time. All right. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.